The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are ready to bring your soul to work, your soul alive, and your soul ratcheting it up day in and day out. Happy to be here with you today. This is Coach Mo Fall. I am the founder, creator, and overall kick-ass coach in my 12 week transformational workshop where we help women bring your soul to work and land your dream job. Every single week, we talk about a dimension of bringing your soul to work and enhancing everything you are from the inside out. If you're on my email list, bravo, good for you. You're going to get inspirational emails on the regular. And you saw the email this morning announcing this show as a perfect life is going to cause you to fail. And I know those words kind of sound a little bit weird and a little bit of strange uh, combination. None of us have the perfect life, but yet somewhere deep inside of us, we're all wishing for it. We're all looking for this perfect life. And most people When I talk to them, and I talk to literally hundreds and hundreds of people throughout the year on Clarity Calls, as does my team, we talk to thousands um, each and every year, thousands of women whose careers and lives are not going in the right direction, are not feeling happy and favorable about where their lives and careers are going, because the outside world has created some disharmony that has then congested and conflicted their soul being. And that inner conflict hurts. And yet the soul yearns for expansion, the soul yearns for more. And our intellect thinks that that is the striving toward the perfect life. And what we're really looking for is peace. What we're really looking for is to feel our soul's peace. And I'm going to break that down for you today, going deeper inward and explain to you exactly how it affects the outside world. Each and every day I watch women come alive from the inside and all of a sudden, air quotes here, all of a sudden, their career shifts. All of a sudden, their boss treats them differently. All of a sudden, they get that call out of the blue from a recruiter or an ex-boss for the perfect job. This is the transformational process of moving toward a life that looks and feels perfect. It is not flawless and it is not without its challenges, but it is our perfect divine expression. And perfect to the intellect is different than perfect to the soul. The intellect can never really have perfection. 
And so many women we work with are avowed perfectionists. And that intellectual desire for perfection gets in the way of soulful, peaceful perfection. They are not compatible. Because the perfect life to your intellect means having things done a certain way. It means having things organized. It means having a perfect this and a perfect that and everything this and everything that. And, and usually to the intellect, a perfect life means no problems. This in and of itself would be a problem. If you didn't have problems in your life, you would have no growth. It's the way the universe was set up by our creator to have this amazing expansion that happens through challenges. All this month, if you're listening to me live, it's October. All this month, I'm reminded of my biggest challenge, and I spoke about it a bit last week as well. My breast cancer journey was the biggest imperfection that I ever could have encountered. It was not wanted, it was not desired, it was not expected. I had no family history, I had no risk factors, except being a female. And yet it came my way. And this biggest imperfection was also my biggest lesson. And this is why having the intellectual idea of a perfect life is a flaw. In and of itself, it's flawed. Because A, it'll never happen, B, it's not attainable, and C, it's going to drive your soul further and further away from its truth. Because when your intellect is striving for something that is unattainable, your soul knows it. Your soul's onto it. But you see, your intellect seduces and confuses you. Your intellect takes over when your soul is too small. You see, when the light inside of you isn't big enough, the only thing fueling your ideas of life and how you navigate the world is your mind, your intellectual mind. This is no good at all. Because there is no mind on this planet, there's no intellectual human mind that is even close to the infinite intelligence of pure consciousness, source, divinity, God, our creator, universal intelligence, whatever word or phrase you feel comfortable with, knowing that the force of the evolutionary source of humanity and of this planet and of all the universe that we know, the innumerable things that are continuing to progress and evolve the things that we are aware of and the things that we are unaware of are fueled by an infinite source. That infinite source is way smarter than you. When we lose touch with it, which is through our soul is how we get in touch with it. When we lose touch with our soul's connection to the infinite source, pure consciousness, pure potentiality, our creator, divinity. I use the words interchangeably all the time. When we lose touch with that source, 
our intellectual mind has to take over conducting our life because the true conductor, the truth, the most beautiful aspects of who you are, when they are lost, your mind has to take over. How else are you going to navigate life? You've shut down the biggest source of life, inspiration, and perfect right action. And now your brain, your mind has to take over. And so you overthink everything. You try to be perfect. And really what's happening is that your mind is emulating or trying to emulate the thing that your soul knows and wants. And there's always that little whisper, that little pilot light. No matter how dim you feel, there's that little something that's still lit up in there. And your truth is still kind of whispering at you. But your intellect, once it starts to overpower the equation, just screws it up. I got to be honest with you. Your intellect, once it has overpowered your soul, your life is suffer and struggle. Your life is in disharmony and chances are there will be people who will kick you, not maybe not physically, although maybe they will push you down. They will see the things that are not good in you and you will be suffering amongst elements that are also in that same vibrational place. It's not very fun to live there. I've lived there. I see hundreds of women every single month living there. On a given month, we may talk to over 200 women. And yet a small handful will move forward and pursue their soul's burst and come alive and claim what they know is truly theirs. It seems sort of normal to be living in our brain and our intellect because so many people are doing it. It seems sort of normal to complain about life, to get screwed over, to have a toxic boss, to lose your job, to feel like crap, to hate work. It seems normal because so many people are talking about that. And if you turn on the news, it's even more normal to be miserable. The conspiracy theories and the headlines and the corruption and everything else and the bad weather and the pandemic, everything takes hold. And your soul gets further and further away from your inner being. And your intellect has to do its job. So you complain to others to try to get some type of connection. You turn the news back on because you're searching for certainty and you really want to know what is happening in the world. Because when your truth and your source is cut off, it's the only place that you can even try to get some stimulation. It's unfortunate that right now we humans are searching and yearning so much for connection to our soul, so much for connection to that pure consciousness. And yet, we're ignoring it every day. 
So in the second half of this show, I'm going to take you through a bit of an exercise. We could call it a meditation. I'm going to take you through a bit of an exercise to tap into the best parts of you. The best parts of you are felt by your body, but they are not of your conscious thinking intellectual mind. And we're going to tap into that in the second part of the show. I want to elaborate right now a bit on this whole idea of your soul being perfect and how we are supported by this force of evolution, infinite intelligence, God source, how when we tap into that, we are actually becoming part of the flow of the infinite. And in that tapping into, which is done through connection with our soul, there's really no effort to do that. There's no hard work involved in that. And again, this challenges the intellect. So if we were to say one of the biggest reasons why people aren't connected to their soul, it's because it's against what most people talk about. It's far from your intellect. And of course, if you're being raised in most developed countries, you have to use your intellect to survive through school and that sort of thing. It's actually not associated with our body as we typically know it. Once we get in touch with our soul, we actually feel it through our body because that's the only place we can actually sense energy. But a lot of human beings are living on their physical senses. You know, things that feel good in the moment or don't feel good in the moment, things that taste good, don't taste good. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of folks, and uh, I've done this many times myself, searching for this sense of relief and peace and relaxation. And we search out other uh, vehicles for this, whether it be drinking or drugs or food, obsessive shopping, uh, the list is long. What we're trying to do is to achieve this sense of feeling at peace inside. And of course it never works. So the the things that the physical world provides for us to help us feel this sense of inner peace don't work. The intellectualization of achieving a perfect life doesn't work. And so the only thing really remaining is to go back into our soul. This soulful essence and connection with it is the thing that does work. And we are drawn back to our soul through challenges. When we have exhausted every opportunity in the physical world to feel better, sometimes we will be directed then back to the self. I was talking to a young woman earlier today who is not where she wants to be in her career. And she has tried to get ahead 
she's done the normal things that we do in the intellectual physical world. She's in the process of wrapping up a graduate degree. She's certified in a few extra things that make her more valuable to an employer. And yet she's not getting ahead. And she's frustrated by it because she feels she has enough experience and expertise to move ahead. But everyone who takes on the roles that she's interviewing for seems to have more experience. Maybe sometimes they're a different race or gender. And so she gets frustrated. And the answers for her, as it is with the, the hundreds and hundreds of women we've worked with and the thousands we speak to, the answers for curing your career problems usually do not lie in the physical world. When you have the education, experience, and expertise, but you're not getting ahead, there's something else going on beneath the surface. And so the frustration mounts, and she begins to choke off her true potential because she thinks maybe she'll never be able to get ahead. And perhaps there is something wrong with her. And this is the natural conclusion an intellectual human being has to make when they're not getting the results that they want in their career or in life. We eventually conclude that there must be something wrong with me. And this is a very bad place to be. It begins an entire cascading event or events of self-loathing, anger, hatred, and eventually shame and guilt and despair. And once despair hits in and we feel powerless over the situation, it's tough to dig out of that place. It's possible, but it's tough. When I had my breast cancer diagnosis, it was like I was shot between the eyes. And I felt an amazing amount of overwhelming confusion. And had I not had good support, had I not had an awareness of how to navigate that, it would have eventually taken me out, like I know it has many women who I've had the pleasure of knowing. You get to a point of anger when things aren't going your way. And from that point of anger, that emotion is very dynamic. And from anger, we can either get resourceful and take action, or we can go down into self-hate, rage, and all the unworthiness and fear and despair. Anger, when it's stirred up, begins to remind us what it's like to feel. Because sometimes when we're feeling unworthy or shameful or, or, or stuck or not where we want to be, we don't even really have enough energy in our energetic presence to really do anything different. We, we get so stuck and complacent that we don't even have enough stirring energy going on. But that anger piece really helps. 
But there's a why in the road when it comes to anger, because anger can take us down a very bad road of self-loathing and inner hatred, which then is very disease-causing. And it really takes us away from our soul. When we are in touch with our frustration at a level of anger where we are spurred to do something about it, we are now in a resourceful state. That in and of itself gives us a sense of hope and salvation. Going into a non-resourceful state, which would include blaming others, which we see all the time. We had a a wonderful, awesome client in our workshop recently. And she came to us on her clarity call, literally wanting to quit her job every single day, multiple times a day. I'm not big on quitting your job because it starts this downward spiral and this this path of giving up on the self, this path of I'm not powerful enough to change things, it's, we can help people dig out of it, and we have. We've had plenty of women who have quit their jobs and come to us, and we work with them over our 12 weeks. It's not preferred. I'd much rather talk to a woman who is not quite there yet and help her before that happens, but sometimes the chaos and calamity of needing to quit does happen. This woman, on the verge of wanting to quit, was blaming everyone else for her situation. And that's a very interesting intellectual, psychological place to be, that if you stay in that trap, you will not take responsibility and you will not be resourceful. But this woman had a glimmer, glimmer, of something different and she wanted something different for herself and her life and her career and her family. So when we began to work with her, we helped move her from that very disconnected place. And she also gave up her bad habits. She moved away from a relationship that was also disrespectful And she began to to claim her truth and began to be the driver, not in an obsessive driven way, but the, the, the driver of her destiny. The one who was taking full responsibility for getting tapped back into her pure, soulful essence. And through the weeks, we saw this woman's face beaming She would put videos in the Facebook group about her progress and how she's taking care of herself. And she would very specifically map out what she's doing to inspire others and to and to show up for herself in a way that she had not done in a very long time. And this woman continues to be an inspiration on her journey because all journeys are full of lessons and challenges along the way. And when you get to a certain point of strength and consciousness, you're going to get a lesson at that level. And then you move through that lesson and you get the next lesson at that level and you get the next lesson at the next level and you keep getting the lessons at the next level and the next level. Only until you take your very last breath 
and your soul decides to leave this physical plane? Does that end? And I don't really know if you continue to grow and take lessons in the non-physical plane. I'll have to check that out. On this physical existence, we are beckoned to our soul. We are beckoned to our source. And every distasteful, uncomfortable, disrespectful challenge that we have in life, up to the very, very awful crimes, human against human, all of it is bringing us toward our soul. All of it brings us toward our soul. And it's up to us to choose that. Now, like I said earlier, choosing it is not everyone's deal. Some people choose to intellectualize the blame game, the hate game, the anger game, the guilt game, the shame game, and they take on that essence and they attract more of that to them. In the second half of this show, I'm going to talk to you about how to claim your soul back, and I'm going to take you through an exercise. One of the aspects of doing the work that I do, that I am so happy and fulfilled with each and every day, is really literally the fact that my executive career and the challenges that I moved through, some not always so wonderfully, The challenges I moved through and the things I know to be true about being an executive woman are so helpful to every woman that I have coached. The experiences and the bumps and bruises that I have lived through help give me a level of dimension to my coaching. So I'm lifting souls, but also giving very strategic, very practical advice on up-leveling careers. It's a great combination. It works really well. And it's a lot of fun to get back in touch with your soul and craft the career that works best for you. You can best do this by reconnecting. And you can do that by watching my webinar, which is at mofall.com slash masterclass. Check that out. Or you can go ahead and book your complimentary career clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. I'll be back in the second half with a path towards your soul and that perfect life inside and a brief exercise. We'll see you in a few minutes. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And here we are back talking about your soul and your perfect life. Once again, the most important topic you could ever contemplate, you could ever think about, the most important thing you could ever do for yourself is to reconnect to your soul, to reconnect to that divine source. And I'm going to talk more about what that's all about and take you through a beautiful 
fun exercise as we go along. This is career coach, executive coach, soul coach, Mo Fall. I'm the founder and creator of a 12-week transformational journey that I take women through the kick-ass career workshop. I want every woman on this planet to feel kick-ass and to feel unbounded and, 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 and infinite and that they could do anything. And that is the feeling that we have about ourself when we are tapped into the big self, capital S self, when we are becoming pure essence, when we are in our potentiality, when we are in the flow of infinite unboundedness, which is the energy force of our evolutionary existence. I know so many people refer to a presence called God, and and that's a, a... a good thing and useful and helpful. And a lot of you listening to unity radio uh, come from Christian backgrounds. The force of, of godliness is the, is the thing that is creating, causing and, 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 and moving evolution that is evolving innumerable things. Everything on the planet, is changing and moving and evolving, including us humans. Sometimes it's really difficult to get perspective that we human beings are evolving also. But if I think about my grandparents and my parents, what they focused on and cared about in their lives is so different than than what I focus on and care about in my life. There are some very strong similarities, but a lot of the things that are now part of life, a lot of the impulses that are generated from our evolving spirit and soul and the human existence are different now. This force continues to evolve everything. It moves the seasons and the sun and the moon. I see the ocean every single day having a different personality. What's moving the waves? What's creating the wind and the currents? There's a constant evolving energy. And that energy is always on a cycle of progress, of progressing. And it's a cycle of this evolving activity and rest, activity and rest, activity and rest. the day and the night. When we think about our lives and navigate our lives from the think, we usually let fears and thoughts that are against our very nature get in the way of this evolutionary progress. This evolutionary progress, this wanting more, this wanting expansion, this wanting a promotion, this wanting to earn more, be more, do more, experience more. This is the essence of our soul. And for some reason, it has become, over the the generations, it has become something that is greedy or selfish. If If you're ambitious, typically that's a bad comment. And a lot of people are raised through other people's fears. 
And one of the biggest lies that we get, especially as women, is just get the right education and work hard and you'll get ahead. And that's not true. Because it's not just the effort in the physical world that takes us through our progress. We don't get more just by doing more. So the small self of the negative fear thoughts get in the way. And we allow this to take over the big, beautiful soul. You know, when you think about the separation between the soul and the external life that we live, if we are living in that separate world, if we are a physical being thinking things that are not empowering, that are, first of all, negative toward the self and perhaps also frustration and all those other things I talked about in the first half of the show. If we are coming from that place, if we are thinking and feeling thoughts that are like that, we are suffering, we are struggling, we are in non-progress, we are in poverty, we are in despair, and therefore we're eventually going to be in disease. Suffering is foreign to the life force. Suffering is foreign to our nature. It is unwanted. Suffering is unwanted. All you have to do is stop for a minute and think about how suffering separates you from your soul. Suffering is a invader into our peace. Suffering Any type of pain, but suffering is prolonged pain. Any type of pain takes us away from our true, beautiful essence. A small child, the second it feels discomfort, it cries. The the, the second it feels a hunger pain, the second a, a tooth is popping through the gums, there's only two big fears that are that are brought forward in a, in a small infant. And one of them is being dropped, falling, the fear of falling. A, a, a child will have a reaction to, to falling. And the other is not getting fed. So those two primal instincts of fear are then elaborated on over our lifetime. And we have then all sorts of suffering layers, but it is foreign to our life force. It is foreign to our nature to suffer, but it becomes normalized by our psychology. Suffering does not belong to life and to life force. It does not belong. Your individuality and your suffering are sometimes so intertwined that you don't even realize how this is interfering with your progress. You may have a soul that's yearning for your attention, but you have individualized your suffering, victimized yourself, and it's interfering with your progress. It's interfering with your soul's evolution. It's interfering with the life force that wants to fuel you. The way we intellectualize this, the way we have psychological defense mechanisms is the congestion. It is the, it is the thing that's in the way of our soul's true 
bigness. It's in the way of our soul's true destiny. When we become too much in control of the physical world and trying to manipulate things, we lose touch with our soul. When we over-intellectualize and manipulate and become a control freak and a perfectionist, we are going in the wrong direction. If you are in your intellect and your psychology, you are probably in danger and stress brain, and that is going to stifle your soul. And your soul being stifled means that you are choked off from the very essence of who you truly are, the very essence of your divinity. And you see, the thing is, your mind is looking for an attachment. Your mind is looking for certainty. That's one of the things that us human beings are craving is certainty. So it's looking for certainty. I'm going to be certain that there's no jobs in my city. I spoke to two women yesterday and from different cities and different cities. These both these cities are growing cities in the country. And they were both convinced that there was no jobs in their city. Convinced. Convinced. And I said, are you an expert in jobs in your city? Because I'm confused. I, I, we help women get jobs all the time. And those, two, those cities are, are, are thriving. And there's great economics and opportunities. They were convinced of that because they had to create certainty around their pain and suffering. That's what happens. And it disorients our soul. And it stifles our soul. But psychologically, we as humans are looking for that attachment to certainty in our story. And we, we lock in these limiting beliefs. But if we want to be free, we have to be more attached to our soul than to that. If we want to float in life and feeling that unboundedness so that we can be directed by right and spontaneous action, we have to be connected to our soul's force and source. That life force within will help us feel unbounded, will help us feel that we are directed by our own internal truth of right and spontaneous action. But as long as we are thinking and intellectualizing and attaching meaning to what we think we see in the physical world, we are leaving the soul. And as soon as we start putting the self, small self, in the equation, how will they see me? How will I appear? We become vigilant as well to the external world. And this is when I can tell you, I will guarantee you that you are in danger and suffer mode. And it may be a permanent condition if you don't get help. I know. It's like we're the emergency room of the soul. If you are overvigilant to what other people think and feel, if you are overvigilant to creating meaning out of the things that are going wrong in your life, if you are mentally overdoing everything in your life, 
You are attaching meaning and making stories up about how things aren't working for you so that you can take yourself off the hook because ultimately this is necessary because the small self doesn't like to feel responsible. The big self will take responsibility and reconnect with its source, the soul, the divine essence. But if you are in that small self, this removes you from your bigger self, from your being self. And your mentation on life will cause suffering. So if you are suffering in your life right now and things are going wrong and you're looking at others and you're overvigilant and you're overthinking things and you're drawing conclusions that aren't true, but you don't know they're not true because your psychology is convincing you that it is true. Let's move you towards your soul. Remember that your suffering is unnatural to the essence of your soul. It's unnatural to the pure consciousness of divinity. And the tricky part here is that your body becomes locked into that feeling of suffering. And it almost gets so acclimated to it that it doesn't even know that it can feel different. And this is one of the great things of watching the women in our transformational work that we do. When they get in touch with their soul and their soul starts to dominate their life and their energy, they begin to feel differently in their body and it's almost disorienting. And then their face begins to change and they look younger and brighter. And then they can start seeing possibilities for themselves and they can start seeing that on their resume on the page, they're actually awesomely talented. And then possibilities open up. Opportunities become obvious that they thought were so far away from them. As we move more toward our soul, our body begins to release the stress. Our body begins to naturally move away from the stress and suffering. We become into a finer state of, of pure potentiality in our soul's energy. And we are then thinking less about our suffering. We are then focusing less on our suffering. And we eventually then are actually suffering less. We move beyond our impulses. We move beyond our fear. We move beyond our limiting beliefs and expectations. We return to a nature of calm, a nature of joy, and we begin to step into what the soul's journey on this planet is all about, and that nature of our soul is fulfillment. Fulfillment, expansion, joy, feeling empowered, your nature then becomes more creative. Your soul self begins to open you up to possibilities, creativity, imagination. You become more fulfilling oriented. You're an absolute field now of creative intelligence coming from the greater field. This field has other gains for you. Yes, when you tap into it, there are other gifts and other bounties for you. 
when you become more of the field of this infinite divine potential beauty, you are more you. You are now tapped into this evolutionary force that moves seasons and planets and creates rain and, and, and shows sun and moves clouds around the globe. You are that which creates balance. And this is your natural tendency to be in harmony. To be spiritually, individually, and physically in harmony. This is the natural phenomenon of human life. And it seems so rare. You know, as individuals on this planet, we sometimes don't think this is realistic. Well, can I truly ever be happy and fulfilled? But what we usually cage up is our resistance. We put the brake on our nature. We suffer. We constrict. The pull toward the soul is the thing you must answer, this force of nature. Because when you deny it, your soul starts giving you signals that it's not getting what it needs, and you get headaches, you lose sleep, sleep disturbances, you have a lot of fears, you want to control everything in life, you want to overthink everything, you have to be overvigilant on life, nothing goes well, you start criticizing other people, you get angry easily. All of that, all of that control neuroses is all because you're living in fear and you're outside your soul and you're not in your nature. When you're in your unbounded nature, life is beautiful and you're free. When you are her, you're more knowledgeable. You're actually more practical. You're more efficient. You're more effective. You're able to do more and be more because you are more. And I always tell our ladies when they're at a certain compensation level and a too small of a job, when you become more from the inside, you will be able to ascend into that job that's eluded you. You will be able to get toward those higher level jobs that you thought were scary or you had to be a total raving bitch to be in those jobs. When you ascend and your soul becomes a bigger force within you, you are now tapping into what the universe is ready to provide for you. Let's do some of that right now. So if you're able to, close your eyes. Close your eyes and be silent. Allow silence to be okay. Give your brain and your body a few seconds to be in this silence and stillness. And breathe easy. I teach the relaxing breath all the time coming from the diaphragm. But again, if you overthink it, you're going to get tense and stressed out over it. So just let your breath be easy. Let every thought that comes into your mind right now be perfect, 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 perfect. <laughs> Let the breath be easy. Let the mind be free. When we close our eyes and be in silence, we don't restrict thoughts. We don't hope that they don't come. We don't try to stifle anything. We just let it come. 
and just let your thoughts come through. Let your breath get deeper and easier. Allow yourself to be at ease right now in the silence. Give yourself permission to be leading an imperfect life. Give yourself permission to be perfect where you are right here, right now. Let this be perfect. Let your journey that has led you to this moment be perfect. Let yourself right now be right in this moment. Give yourself permission to be great right now. Give yourself permission to be awesome. Let your mind come down and your breath get easy. That's right. Just a little bit easier and a little bit more slow. Just like that. Maybe your ears are buzzing. Perhaps your head feels funny not being a vigilant, controlling person that you might be. (laughs) Allow yourself to be easy with your flaws and imperfections. They're all perfectly you right now. And they're not permanent. Allow yourself to have awareness right now that there is an energy within you emanating from you, living around you. And imagine the entire space that is outside of your physical being be full of this energy of love and life force. Imagine it flowing through you and feeling good as you sit with your eyes closed in a silence, an easy breath. Imagine this force that no one can see coursing through you like a gentle breeze, like a loving tap of appreciation. Let this gentle, loving energy flow through and release frustration right now. Let this evolutionary universal force take away anxiety. Let this beautiful force of love energy that you live in and within ease your heart, 
open your mind and reconnect you with something beautiful about yourself. Let the space between my words open a space of silence in your heart that allows your soul to come alive just a little bit more. Let your soul take a peek in. Invite it to come forward. And allow the best parts of you to come through and speak to you right now. And if there's a message that they have for you right now, please allow it in. And you can stay here as long as you can, even as we wrap up the show. There's more for you in this world. There's more for you in your soul. Know it to be true. And I'll see you next week. This is Coach Mo Fall at MoFall.com. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark, on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.